Now lately, I realize I am myself more than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm more comfortable in who I am mm-hmm. and I stand firm in what I want. Hello, Wisdom and Wellness family. Firstly, I hope you had a beautiful Mother's Day. If not, hopefully you spoiled all the mothers around you, all the beautiful women, and everyone who really contributes to society. So today, I've got your fave back. Please stop bothering me about Mama N, Mama N. Mama N is back. (laughs) Welcome back, Mama N. Thank you. Hello, family. Hope you all had a lovely Mother's Day. Mm Mm-hmm. And welcome back. Welcome back. So today we're doing something a little different. Normally we let people ask you for like advice and stuff. But I figured since everybody likes you so much, maybe let's get to know you. So I'm going to treat you like my my other guests. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Firstly, she is a wife, a mother, a teacher, founder of Victorious Wives, and a grandmother. I think that's your most important title right now. So important. I know. I love it. I know. Yeah. I want to hear about your, um, tell me about your <coughs> upbringing. How, where were you born? What kind of home were you born into? I was born in Belfast, mm-hmm. in Pumalang. Yeah. So I was born to Osem Naiknes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually I was born the month they got married. Ah. Like officially married. Okay. Ne? Beba kipita. No, okay. <laughs> they were customarily married. Oh, okay. Ne? So they officially got married in in May. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me, in May that year. Yeah. And I think we lived in Belfast for a few years until I was about three or four, mm-hmm. and we moved to Middlebeck because my dad was a teacher. Yeah. Ne? And he got a teaching post at a training college. Mm. It was so popular, Epchabel. Mm. Yeah. Is Epchabel so, a part of Middleburg? It is. Oh, okay. It's like a f- a five, ten minutes drive away from okay. Middleburg in town. Yeah. yeah, so we stayed there until I started school. Mm. I went to Mshuzi mm-hmm. School. Mind you, it was existing already. Yes. Okay. It was there already. And mind you, it was it's like a five, ten minute drive. Yeah. So like a traveler, it's like a remote from town. Yeah. And yeah. kind of rural. Yeah. But in J- it's like it, it was like a boarding school. Yeah. Like a teacher's boarding school, a teacher training <laughs> boarding school. So we would wake up very early. Because the people who lived there would go to work. Mm. Ne? So the bus would come at like five in the morning to take people to town. So at like six years old, you're waking up at like Not 4.30. even six, five. Sure. And yeah. you're waking up at 4.30 to go to school. Yes. So I remember so well that in the morning, mm. my dad would take a torch mm. ne, and accompany us to the bus station, which was yeah. like uh, maybe like 500 meters, 250 mm. meters away from You and your home. brothers. Me and my brother. Yeah. Yeah. So he would take us there in the morning. So we wait for the bus, and then the bus takes us to Middlebeck Town. Mm. Then from Middlebeck Town, we'd get another bus that would take us to Mclusi yeah. for school. Okay, that part I don't remember very well. Yeah. But the part I remember very well was the afternoons. Yeah. So in the afternoon after school, after school, we would walk to town. It was a group of kids. Mm. Ne? Mom, walk. you're five. <laughs> okay, continue. I was very young. Yeah. Yeah, five, six. Yeah. So, we, yeah, we would walk to town and then wait for the bus. Mm. So, mind you, the bus had to take people after work, mm. like sure. five, after five. Sure. 
So we would be there and stay there by, there was a shop called Top Center. Mm -hmm. So we would sit there and even fall asleep there yeah. and waiting for the bus because we woke up very early. And so school comes out at like one like o'clock, one, you know. So, and then the bus would take us back home. So by the time we get home, it's almost dark. It's yeah. evening. Yeah. Yeah. And those are the things I remember. But also... I loved the environment because mm. it was so free. Yeah. Yeah, it was so free. It's like, you know, Mosip Chabel. Yeah, right? green, it's, nature. It's green nature. Yeah. So we played freely and there were students there. Yeah. Teacher students. Yeah. yeah? And like everybody was, I, I was popular. Like, mm. but those were interesting times. So when you think of your, like the trap, the waking up in the morning and the, the going to the bus, was it exciting at the time or did it feel like, why are we going through this? It didn't feel like that. Okay. Yeah. Maybe because my mom always made sure we slept very early. Okay. Yeah. So by the time we wake up, it's like, it's morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, and, and, and the, and the sitting by top center, was that part of the adventure? Like you knew you had your friend or it was mm. like, oh, counting down the hours till we I go home. I think it was more of counting down the hours. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Because like everyone goes home after school. Yeah. And here we are waiting at the bus station. Yeah. You know, yeah. even though there were other, other kids yeah. with us, but after school, everyone's like tired. Everyone wants to go yeah, home. You just want to, to take off home. your uniform. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What mm -hmm. kind of parents did you did you have? Do you have? Well, they're different. Very different now. Yeah, they're different now. Uh, very loving. Okay. Loving, I can I, I can um, guarantee that, but very strict as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very firm and strict. Yeah. So it's not like you do anything. There were nothing lasers fake. Yeah. They were very strict. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then your relationship with Ukoko as a as a little girl, how was how did that what kind of idea did it give you of a mother daughter relationship? This is now before you move out and everything. You know, um I don't actually remember much of that. Yeah. Ne? But looking at the pictures, mm -hmm. ne, I realized she was a very loving mother. Okay. Very loving. Yeah. yeah, but I don't have a sense of a, a feeling. Okay. Yeah, no, okay. I don't. But looking at the pictures, I realize they were actually loving parents. And very clean. Like in all your pictures, you yeah, forget you like clean. in stockings, Like I was, quite I was an address and a coat girl. <laughs> yeah, ne, all the time. Yeah, I remember one time we had a photo shoot. Yeah. Ne, and I was changing all these dress and a coat. Ne, yeah. Because my, my, my mom made Christmas a a big deal. Oh, I didn't know that. She made Christmas a big deal. Okay. So she would lay by clothes for us. And that's where you got it from. Yes. Okay. And at that time, she didn't have much. Yeah. But I wore woolies. Yes. When a girl. When a girl. Yeah. We, she didn't have much. They yeah. didn't have much. They were still starting up. Yeah. But she made sure that yeah. Christmas time we have all these it's clothes, you know. Yeah. yeah. She would lay by. And then by the time she goes get to the labor, and guess how much it how, how long it took? How long? Ne? Three months. <laughs> Three months, ne? And then by the beginning or end of November, yeah. she goes get the clothes. Yes, and then they and sit in the wardrobe. This is what you did to us. Yes. <laughs> sit in the wardrobe and 
when they are away. Yeah. And then we take out the clothes. Yeah, met we fit. <laughs> yeah, we fit. And then by the time they come back, the clothes are back in the wardrobe. So by the time it's Christmas, the clothes, so I'm sure they've got oh, stains. Yeah. And, and like you, you can't wait. It's all goge. Every time someone comes to visit, you they come, come fit your, 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 your Christmas dress. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was so much fun. What? And she always made Christmas Day. Amazing, yeah. yeah what did Christmas it look would, like? It would be Christmas, Boxing Day, and it, in fact, it would be Christmas mm -hmm. Eve, Christmas Day, and Boxing Day. What are you doing Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve, there's clothing, clothes for Christmas Eve. Okay. So we dress up and get ready for Christmas, mm -hmm. looking forward to it. It's just the excitement. Just the excitement. Nothing much happening, just the excitement. Christmas Ah, food. Christmas Day. It's just a feast. Yeah. 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 It's just a feast. Boxing day, new clothes again, probably a bry or something. Yeah. yeah. It was nice. It's crazy how, <clears throat> as you're telling your story, it sounds like my childhood. Because <laughs> you used to be the same. I think around September, just as summer goes in, yeah. we know we're going to be getting outfits for, for, for from Woolworths. Yes. And it's uh, Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas. Boxing yeah. Day and New Year's, those are our outfits. And then we'd yeah. also try them on because they sit in like a wardrobe mm. in the plastic. And sometimes the dress is small by Christmas time. I know. And then it has to be changed. But it was exciting. Yeah, you, you know, we, we, I don't know about you, but we do some of the things that our mothers did. I think we become our mothers. Yes. We really become we our mothers. Because I see some of the things that I do and... Especially that the the really good mm. stuff that make you that made you feel special, like mm. you pass on. Like now we've started baking with the kids, and I told them that oh, Coco and I we used to mm. bake. And at the time, I mean, the beginning was exciting, and then there was a time where every Sunday you want us to bake, and I'm like, <laughs> Mom, wow. no. But now they're getting into to that, and it's exciting. So yeah. I think we take a lot from what our mothers. Yeah, do. and also you know when you grow up, my mom always made sure that should buy you guys something for Christmas. Yeah, always. And so I I, I realize I also do the same yeah, because it felt so special. Even yeah. though you'd buy certain things over the year, yeah. but come Christmas time, it's just your grandkids moment. must just get a special outfit from Coco. Yeah. yeah. When did you feel like you are becoming Nomsa? Um, I think it comes with the years. Okay. Yeah. Now, lately, I realize I am myself more than I've ever been. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm more comfortable in who I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm comfortable in saying no. Mm -hmm. Comfortable in saying yes, even though the other party may want to say no or yes. But I stand firm in what I want. Growing up, did you always feel confident about who you are, your voice, how you look? I don't think I was a confident <clears throat> girl. Really? No, I Why? Wasn't. What makes you say that? I don't know. I don't know why, where it came from, but I realize I, I, I've been much of a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I'm, I'm much better. I'm doing much better when it comes to that now. Yeah. Yeah. But Be what I want to get into why you feel like you want, what about looking back or thinking back or living in that experience again makes you feel like you weren't a comfortable girl like are there incidents or moments that made you realize it's not sorry not comfortable confident girl like i it wasn't easy for me to speak up for myself okay yeah it wasn't easy for me to speak up for myself and also when i had to make a choice to say yes or no mm. i would say yes 
for the other for the person. Other person. Yeah. 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 Even though deep inside, I know I don't want to do that. Yeah. Even though I knew I'm not comfortable doing mm. that. But for the other person, I would you say would do yes. it. Yeah. Mm. Did it get you in trouble a lot? Not really. In trouble with yourself? With myself, yes. Yeah. 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 So tell me about going to to boarding school. <clears throat> tell me about your life in in boarding school. <laughs> I went when I went to boarding school in 1983. When we went for registration, so my mom and dad meet this couple that they met a long time ago, mm. teacher trainings and all that. My parents got Zandile. So we, I became friends with Zandile mm. from then. Mm. So because we were both <clears throat> new, it was easy for us to adjust together. Together, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And during that time when it came to boarding school, like an older girl at the school would identify you and say, you know, I want uh, you to be my baby okay. and then ad adopt you to be their baby. And then to orientate you, they'll do the, your washing oh, and all that, okay. show you around until you get comfortable and then they let you go it was i think it was nice yeah yeah knowing that you have a mother at the school at the especially school. at the tender age i was yeah yeah it what, was what was the sorry what was the hardest part about being away from home uh, decision making okay yeah you know that was a time when i became a teenager yeah and i feel like there's quite a lot that I had to ask from my mom, mm -hmm. quite a lot of reference that I had to do with mm -hmm. my mom, but she wasn't there, mm -hmm. you know. And I, yes, I had a mother at school, yeah, but, it's but it's not, not like same. your mother. Yeah. It's not the same. And I feel like it deprived me of the attention I needed from my mother. Okay. It deprived me of the love I think I thought I needed from my parents. Yeah. Yeah, it... It kind of affected me yeah. to a certain extent, yeah. Yeah, I just recently did a, I just recently did a converse, a campaign, not really a campaign, but a, an, a, a very beautiful initiative with Stay Free where they were talking about period poverty. And before we even get to the period poverty part, we realized that many girls never even get the conversation of this is what your period means, mm. right? And for me, I don't know if you remember the day I started my period and you went at home. Mm. And I was going out with Gogo, but I was so embarrassed about the whole thing. So I went and I put a tissue and it was just emotional until I got home. And then you explained that, no, okay, this is what mm. your period, this is what you need. Do you remember when your period started and who did you have to talk to? Or is it one of those things you had to figure out? I had to figure it out. And I remember it was, in fact, it was during that year. Mm. You know? Your, your first year in boarding school. Year, boarding yeah. school. And yeah. I think it was, it was because of anxiety. The anxiety, the anxiety yeah. yeah. And I felt like something was not right with my tummy. Mm. And mm. I felt sick and all that. But in my mind, it was like, okay, it's new here. Yeah, probably adjusting. Mm. Yeah. And then later, when my parents were gone already, mm. 
I started my periods. Sure. You know? And fortunately, my <coughs> friend Uzandide yeah. was there. And we figured that out together. Sure. Yeah. And you had no expert, And you didn't have Google. No expert. Oh, so what did you think no is Google? Google. <laughs> Nothing. Fortunately, I, I think I had a slight idea. Okay. Even though it was very vague. Yeah, very vague. What's really happening. Yeah. But I knew that I had to have pets. And, you know, during those times mm. when we grow up, if <laughs> when a girl starts their period, it will be like, no, she had sex. Oh, yeah, she had sex. That's okay. why there's blood coming out, blah, blah. Sure. So it was kind of a, a, it's embarrassing. a it was embarrassing that you're t- starting your period, sure. you know. Yeah. But as I say, you have, I, I had my mother at school. Yeah. So who eventually talked to me about that. No, girl, you don't You're have fine. to worry. Yeah. In fact, I got the pets from that girl. Sure. Yeah. I still remember her so well. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy how not knowing information, like I can imagine how much shame that causes as a young girl. You're away, you're alone, it's mm. your new day. And now you've got this shame mm. surrounding you. And the crazy thing is that it's not just a then thing. It's still happening it's now still where happening. there's just no information mm. around that. Now you transition, you finish boarding school, you go into varsity. Mm. Tell me about meeting dad. <laughs> <laughs> meeting your dad. I met your dad um, at third year. No, fourth year. 18. You were 18, 19. I was 20. 20. 1920, Mm -hmm. yeah. That's when I met him. You know, I had a friend, Ubongi. So Ubongi had a boyfriend, Ufaya. Oh, yeah, Ufaya, yeah. So Ubongi invited us to this party. Okay. Fire had a party. Like Fire was this guy who would make parties. Yeah. Fire was also studying at Fire was also studying. Yeah. So your dad was a friend with Fire. Mm-hmm. So so he came to the party on that day. So that's where we met. So how we met is I went to the bathroom. Mm. Okay. Oh, just before we get to the bathroom, here's this guy standing there. <laughs> and he's like how are you in a season? Yeah. How are you? I have many people when you and you know I don't even remember the other things he said. I just remember that he said he has much about Mungam. Like he's saying, I'll like be so happy, happy if you can be my wife. And I'm like, first this, you at a party, guy, <laughs> yo, you don't even know me, and you tell me I want you, you want me to be your wife, Kanjan. Mm. So we had that short conversation there and were you irritated or were you charmed? I was irritated. Mom, were you charmed just a little bit? Charmed, but irritated that he doesn't know me. But you were charmed. (laughs) I was. Okay. I was. I even remember what he was wearing. Oh, what was he wearing? He was wearing a khaki uh, jacket. So he's always liked khaki. Yeah. (laughs) Always been khaki. So so I leave him Uh and get into the bathroom. And then when I come out, so he's all over the place around me. Okay, we chat about a few things. Yeah, and from there on, it's been. Okay. Yeah. That one says a story that apparently he, <coughs> after you guys started talking, mm. I think he disappeared and then you huh. went looking for him. Okay. <laughs> sure. He disappears. Ne? <laughs> Was after. this when you're dating or just still talking? Just still talking. Okay. Ne? And I had already developed interest. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think a few weeks passes mm-hmm. and he doesn't. And we didn't have cell phones yeah. then. Yeah. 
end, there's no contact, nothing. And then I see fire. Mm-hmm. And I ask him, where's your friend? Mm. Ne? Hey, your friend wako, wangshela, wangshela, and then mm-hmm. he vanishes. Yeah. I fire took it very serious. Ne? I remember he made a call at the student center. There were telephone booths. Yeah. Ne? He made a call to find him. Mm. And then he find him and he's like, hey, when are you are wanted here. Oh when God. are you coming? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, but eventually he came. He came back and... The rest is history. The rest is history. Ta- okay, tell me I about... Always, I always remind him, no, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. But we have a, a similar story, but won't get into that. Yeah. Anyway, tell me about getting into... I mean, it is Mother's Day, Mother's Month. Um... The day you found out you... I'm your firstborn. Yes. So the day you found out that you're pregnant with me, do you remember that day? You know, how I found out. Mm-hmm. In fact, how I was given a hint mm-hmm. that I'm pregnant. We're in Pongola. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tobek. Mm-hmm. So we used to visit Tobek as family mm-hmm. whenever we pass by Simtuba. So we'd stop by Pongola. My dad's brother. Yeah. Older brother's house. Yes. yes. So we stopped by there and we put up there for the night. Yeah. And then in the morning, I took Tobega and put her on my lap. Yeah. Just, just to play with her. Yeah. And then when I put her down, I realized that something Something's here. Funny. Hey, girl, what did you do? Yeah. Did you poo? And really, she had pooed. On you? On me. Mm-hmm. And her mom said, mm, girl, <laughs> something. that's a sign. Like, what sign? You might be pregnant. Mm. And I was like, wow, shucks. <laughs> okay, but it didn't really matter that time yeah. because I didn't really believe it. Really? Yes, I didn't really believe it until I missed my period. And then coming back home, I went to the doctor. Mm-hmm. And by then I was already six six weeks pregnant. Oh, I thought you were going to say six months. <laughs> no, six, six weeks. weeks. Six sure. weeks, yeah. yeah. But it was, I was excited. Okay. I was so excited. I was, it wasn't planned, mm-hmm. but... I I feel like I was ready. You were ready. Yeah, yeah, I was working. One thing that made me happy is that I didn't have to be a burden on my your on parents. My parents. Yeah. yeah, my kid didn't have to be a burden on my parents. And how was your pregnancy? Very easy. Ah, yeah, you. it was very easy. Uh, I didn't have any complications. Okay. Except for the just that one pain that I always have when I am pregnant yeah. below my rib. Yeah. Yeah. No big nose, big feet, nothing. Gain, weight gain. Nice, nothing. In fact, I went to work until the last day. Until the last day you were giving birth? Yes. Well, on the day I was taken to hospital, I, I was coming from work. Why did you name me Numpumelel? I, I don't know. You don't I, know? I, 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 I think I just loved the name. Really? So yeah. it wasn't like I a just deep loved. It wasn't thing. deep. Yeah. To be honest with you, when I gave you the name, it wasn't deep. The only name that I fully understood yeah. and went deep with it yeah. was Amanda. Which means fit, fit to, be, to loved. be loved. Yes. So, but obviously, you know, um, sometimes we, we do them not mm-hmm. knowing ourselves. It's probably... God saying to you, God, yeah. this should be it. This should be it, yeah, yeah most times. Mm. How was your transition into into motherhood? You were, I think, my age, 20, not my age, 
23 when you became a mother and you were still living at home. I was still living with my parents. How was how was that? And I'm asking in honesty because I think when you're for a lot of people we believe this fairy tale of motherhood that it mm. should be this way and it's perfect and that's not really the truth. There's a lot of circumstances mm. and a lot of situations people face and I think a lot of mothers feel lonely because not mm. enough people tell the truth of how that transition into motherhood is. So how was your honest transition into into motherhood? It wasn't easy, mm. especially the first few days. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when you on the day you were born, my grandfather passed on that morning. Mm. And my mom had to go down to Leidenbeck. Yeah. But fortunately, she had a very good friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Kondile's mom, yeah. yeah. So she came over and spent the night with me, a few nights, two or three nights mm. with me. And those first few days, girl, you cried. Why was I crying? I don't know. <laughs> girl, you you cried. But fortunately, she was there. Yeah. And it was a kind of... A very uncomfortable for me that yeah. you were crying and I couldn't understand you why you were why. crying, mm. you know. But transition into motherhood is never easy. But to a certain extent, I got comfortable because I was with my mom. Mm. Right? Mm. And she would always be there at night when we wake up to cry and she would always check up, is she okay, is she asleep? Yeah, and so that made it very comfortable. Did you find it easy to... To find yourself again. Because I struggled to find myself again. I think after having a baby, I was just like, what now? Is my life over? Like, where to from here? Did you find it easy to transition? Not transition back, but to almost become yourself again? I think so. I didn't have issues at all. I didn't have issues at all. But you know what? I think the fact that I was at home. At home, yeah. With my mom besides me. Yeah. It... It made it easy. And I think life was just slower with you guys. It was. Ne? It was. There was no pressure at all. Yeah. No pressure. With us, there's And so mind you, we went to work and I'd come back, wash your nappies. Yeah. You'd be there. And with I'd us, there's there. so much happening. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's what's making it the hardest for, for, for motherhood right now mm. is that... There's the pressure. Did you have pressure to get back to your body? Like things like that. We have pressure. You have to find your, get back into, snap back. You need to make sure you're ticking the career Mm. goals. You need to make sure of this and this and that. And I think that part of the pressure. I think the pressure to get my body back was there. Yeah. Yeah. To the extent that, you know, we we didn't use a... The waist trainer. The the waist trainer. Yeah. We would bop her. Yeah. It's for Kia and bop her. And it was so uncomfortable. But because you want your body back, you don't want to mukaba. Uh, so you... You bopped. Yeah. Did it bopped. work? It worked. How long did you bop for? I think for like six weeks. Every day? Every day. I couldn't. And it's so uncomfortable that it it, it sometimes would cause... Yeah. And backache. And backache. Yeah. And yeah. But then my mom would say, if it feels too much, take it off for a little while. And, and then, then put, put it, it back, back again. Oh. But it helped. It did. Yeah. I, I, did. I mean, I did it for a little bit, but after some time, I was just like... It did. Yeah. And I, I think I adjust, in my, my tummy adjusted quickly. Yeah, you're yeah. so lucky. Transitioning into having second and third baby, um, how, was, how was motherhood for you then? Because when I think when Nanto was born, mm-hmm. then you had your own home. And Nanto and I are what, four years apart. Yeah. And then two, two years apart. With Nondo, it wasn't very easy mm. uh, because you were there and 
you were used to being alone. alone. And you also wanted the attention that she also wanted. Yeah. So I don't know if I was able to balance that. Yeah. I tried, but somewhere I realized I, I couldn't balance it. Yeah. And it, it kind of frustrated me. Yeah. You know, but with Mto, yeah, even with Mto, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, especially because your, especially when Nonto was born, your dad wasn't home. He was still <coughs> working in KZN, remember? Yeah, yeah. So I was more often alone. Alone, yeah, to see single mom, yeah, yeah. Yes, I was like a single mom, single parenting. And he would come back home over the weekends and sometimes after two weeks. Sure. So I was alone sure. and I had to see to you too. No helper. Helper, helper. No full-time helper. Like the helper I had, Ufina, uh, that yes. minded would come in the morning yeah. and then leave later. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes on Monday morning, not pitch at all. And then what would you do for work? <gasps> Fortunately, there was a neighbor, uh. Grace. So I would oh, no. ask Grace, Grace, my helper is not here today. Can I leave the baby with you? It was so frustrating. And there was no cell phones then. Yeah. yeah. So you can't even say at you work. You can't even say at work that yeah. this is happening. Sure. Yeah, but but I managed. What did motherhood teach you about you? About me? It has taught me that I, even though I have kids, I can still be myself. Mm -hmm. I can still have time for myself. Mm -hmm. It's not all about the kids. Yeah. Because once I focus all my energy and time on the kids and forget about myself, then it's all over for me. Yeah, you're miserable. You're miserable. Have you always felt that way or did you before feel like everything is about everyone and you come last? There was a, a time when I I felt lost and acted yourself. like that Yeah, and lost myself into everyone. Tell me about a time when you did lose yourself. How did you, when was the breaking point for you that, oh shucks, who am I? I have to do something different. Uh, you know, at that point when that happened, I don't think I had the time to think about that. Yeah. There was no time to think about that. It's only now that you guys are grown mm. that I realized that, you know, actually, I've never really focused on myself. Sure. I've been focusing on these kids, focusing on this husband and forgetting about myself. Sure. So now I'm focusing on redeeming myself okay. so it's only a now thing it's where only, you are taking care of yourself it's only a now thing your, it's only a now thing so your so your whole life you've yeah, lived you know, it for I everyone think else I put myself under too much pressure yeah to make sure that everyone is okay, okay. except myself yeah you just recently turned 50, like two years ago. Mm. Apparently, it gets better with the decade. So much better. What are the 50s like <laughs> for you? Uh, like I said, I'm more myself. Mm -hmm. Like, say what you want. <laughs> I put cotton on, on, on <laughs> to my ears. I'm like, girl, focus on yourself. Forget about this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm more graceful with myself mm -hmm. yeah I've, i give myself a lot of grace sure yeah i i, I know we expect other people to to, to give to us give grace, us grace yeah. yeah but i'm focusing on giving myself grace i did a compassion test today i didn't know there's such a thing as a compassion mm -hmm. test um but it's part of the book that i'm reading we have to do like a compassion test if you like kind to yourself and i basically basically failed the test of compassion 
And this morning, because now obviously realizing that I failed the compassion test, mm. compassion towards myself, yes. right? It's that grace thing towards yourself. I went in the morning and I bought myself a, like a, a, a nice um, scone for Moorwoods and I sat in the car and I ate it all by myself. And, and I you for loved it. it. Yeah. And I was just like, ah, it feels so good to just do something. And it's oh, a small thing, but it was for yes. me. Like I didn't think, ah, no, let me get four or let me get two. It was mm. just for me. And that kind of felt like, okay, mm. that's a little moment of compassion. You know, like, like you, you, you'd love flowers and expect the next person to buy you, yeah. buy you flowers. Yeah. Why, Why expect them from somebody else when you can't buy them yourself? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Self-compassion. I've started buying flowers for myself. And you know, your granddaughter the other day, she was like, why don't I get flowers? <laughs> <laughs> so I've started buying flowers for her as well. How is it, Gokohood, being a grandmother? Oh, I love it. Like, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Really, Mom? Yeah, it I looks like it. it. And I, I, I love it. Like, it's, it's a different kind of love. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I don't know. It it's just touches another spot in me. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I can you, know, you know what's nice? Yes. Is that I don't have to be the one to give <laughs> rules and rules and rules and rules. Yeah. All I have to do is just to love. guide them. Love them. You don't even guide them. They just jump all over <laughs> you. I do. They, they are just they are just spoiled with love. But I think it's a beautiful relationship to experience. And I think I've mentioned this before. Seeing even mm. dad be a grandfather yeah. is his I don't know what someone else, eh? I don't know. Like the the just the the warmth and yeah. the love. It's just it's like just you know what's funny. Uh, sometimes uh, when he comes back home. Mm. Uh, later after work he would ask me have you spoken to the kids today yeah, yeah. and i'm like hmm, when? <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's it's a it's a wonderful stage yeah. i you know i wish everyone could live to the stage where they can experience, experience it. it yes yeah. experience it and give love and you know sometimes people would say but i don't have kids mm. or my kids don't have kids mm. uh when am, am i going to be a grandmother yeah like you have your your nephews and your nieces cousins, cousins who have uh, who have kids adopt, adopt. them it's mm. uh, you know uh, kids bring out the best in you grandkids especially they bring out the best in you they do mm. what's a new thing that you've started in the last few years or so that's making you that makes you feel young um, feel more like feel young more like myself what is it Anything you've observed? Is there anything you've observed? Well, you have a Gogo friend who you go for walks with in, uh, in the morning. Yeah, we love walking. Yeah. We love walking and we, after watching Oprah, mm -hmm. we want to try hiking. Hiking. Yeah, yeah. we want to go hiking. Yeah. And I still want to take a solo trip. A solo trip? Yes. Okay. I've Where? never taken a solo trip. I've never. Ever, ever. Never. So I want to take a solo trip. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. I'm still to decide where to. I can't believe you've but never. But it has to happen. I can't believe you've never taken a solo trip. Yeah, well, maybe. Uh, Not my, work, work uh, my, doesn't count. My idea of a solo trip would be to go to the restaurant on my own. Okay, that you do already. Yeah, that yeah. I do already. Yeah. Yeah. But to just go away. For like a on week. On my own. The week or the weekend. 
Yeah. You should do it. And that weekend be just about me. Maybe and that's no a one good else. birthday gift to yourself. Yeah, yeah, probably. Another thing you and dad have started doing is camping. Camping. Oh, I love it. I don't understand. I love it. We love it. You know, the tranquility on the camping sites. I just don't imagine not having a nice bed. I'm having, do you guys make, no, you've got, you, your camp, your camping our, has our, a guest yeah, stove. Yes. Okay. Like so it's, you, a, it's a full house. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a bed up there. You yeah. know, I used to say, I would go camping, but as long as I don't have to be on the floor yeah. and there are snakes there. Yeah, yeah. So he made sure that, that the, no the, the, the camping uh, a, a trailer that we have, the bed is up there. Yeah. So we sleep up there and we love it. We climb the steps and go up there and sleep there. I and in the morning, there's a, there's a, there's a guest stove there. There's make a fridge. Coffee. Make coffee. Sit out there. It's lovely. I love it. It's just time for ourselves. Which song best describes your, your life? Best describes Nomsa. Like, like, a, like a song where if you play the song, like this is, this is Nomsa. Whitney Houston. Okay. Whitney Houston. I'm every yeah. Woman. Yes. Yeah. Like I, I feel I'm I'm every woman. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the sound me. that's how, that's the soundtrack of yes. your life. Okay. We're gonna go into our wall of wisdom. Um number one, quote a scripture. Oh, share a quote or a scripture that you live by. A scripture that I live by. It's in James. Mm-hmm. Count it all joy mm. when you go through trials and tribulations. Mm -hmm. You know, it has grounded me mm -hmm. when I go through things. Yeah. And realize no challenge comes to kill you. Mm. No challenge comes to set you back. But with every challenge, with every trial or tribulation that you go through, know that it is preparing you for something better. Sure. It's purifying you. Sure. Yeah. Someone said on Twitter, and I'm paraphrasing that everything, um, how did they put it? They said, basically, God allows things to happen, these mm -hmm. trials and tribulations, because he needs you to be the person you need in order to receive the blessings that you're yes. praying for. Yeah. So I think sometimes those trials and tribulations are building mm -hmm. the character to sustain what we've prayed for. Exactly. And, you know, <clears throat> I look back sometimes looking at where I am now, yeah. I look back and I'm able to point that, oh, hence I had to go through mm, that. It makes sense. Yes, yeah. it makes sense why I had to go through that. Yeah, it feels so sense. that scripture for me, it's alive. Count it all joy. Yeah. Okay, recommend a podcast or a book you think everybody should read. Sure, people my age mm -hmm. read Ikigai. Ikigai. Yeah, oh, I loved bought, it. I you bought, bought me that book. Yes, I ah, enjoyed I it. I love it. Even people I, my age should I read it. I haven't really practiced everything in the book. Yeah. But you know what? I'm I'm taking it step by step. Step by step. Yeah, yeah. and I'm getting there. It's such a Ikigai. Beautiful, I love it. It's a beautiful, simple, simple, straightforward, but so many lessons, so many gems in the yeah. book. Yeah. I'll poke, poke at that. What about the book? makes you what about the book speaks to you um, which part rather like it, it speaks about uh lo, it's more about longevity yes yeah it's more about longevity and 
or pointing out some of the things that we need to adopt, mm -hmm. some of the lifestyles we need to adopt yeah. for longevity and yeah. a happy life. Yeah. For example, keeping a community. Yes. Keeping a community. Yeah. Um, I can't remember that. I can't really remember the term that they use there, but having a community, a community yeah. Yeah, of people that you, with, with whom you support, you have support. have support, yeah. Yes. That's what I actually, like, can I realize, because with them, most of them, it's like either this neighbor has this and this neighbor. Yes. So there's so much dependency on it, but it's like a healthy mm. dependency. And that's what actually creates community. Mm. And reading um, Brene Brown now, and even Edith Iger, The Choice, it speaks so much about the only way we can be vulnerable with one another is if I can show that I need you. And not fear that you'll reject me because yes. I need you and you can show mm. me that you need and me. And not fear that I'll be judged for needing you. Judged for needing yes. you. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. I love the book so much. Last one, fill in the sentence. A wise woman once said. Oh, okay. A wise woman once said. Does it have to be someone else mm. or me? It can even be you. If Take you're the care wise of yourself. One. Okay. You're the only one you have. Mm-hmm. Mm. Take care of yourself. You're the only one you have. Mm. Do you have a message for new moms, um, new grandmothers, and even just mothers with teenagers? So you're gonna okay. So you're gonna give me a message for new moms, yeah, mothers with teenagers, and mothers with older girls who are having who are transitioning into gogglehood. Okay, mothers who are about to have kids, mm -hmm. ask for help. Ask for help. Don't be on your own. Don't giving into uh, anxiety. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you feel anxious, get help. Speak about it. Yeah, speak about it. Mm -hmm. Mothers of teenagers. Teenagers, <laughs> Pray keep for them you. close. Ah, keep them close. Mm. Keep them close. Speak to them. Mm -hmm. Give them their space when they need space, but keep them close. Mm. Mm. Mothers to older older children who are now having grand. Grandchildren, yeah. Mothers who have grandchildren. Grandchildren now, yeah. Love your grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And something I spoke about with the VWs the other day, love all your grandchildren. Mm. You know, I've observed that there's sometimes a tendency with grandmothers to keep close grandchildren of their daughters ah. and not of their sons. Sure. Keep them all close. Sure. Love them all equally. Sure. That's actually a point I've never really yep. paid attention to. Mm -hmm. Actually, before we finish, you started a group called Victorious Wives. Yes. What is the inspiration behind Victorious <laughs> Wives? You know, it was uh, <clears throat> emptiness. Emptiness. Oh, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I had nothing to do. Yeah. I had nothing to do. And I just felt like this is what I can do. Mm-hmm have women that we can sit and talk about, yeah. especially marriage. Yeah. Support each other as wives. Yeah. We go through a lot. Yeah. So we need each other's support. And it's in the book of Titus mm. that older women teach the young teach women. Teach the younger women, yeah. So when I made a selection of the few women I had, uh, most of them are younger women. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> who, who need guidance and who need to be reminded who they are. I also learn from them. Yeah. Yes, but the point was for us to support, support each other. Each other. Yeah. It's been what, five years now? Yeah, it's been six. And how is the transition? Because, I mean, when you started out, I think it's exciting. Everyone's married mm -hmm. and it's probably honeymoon phase. And then life happens life and you have happens. to keep 
moving with people. So how has been the how has the different transitions been for you as the mother who has sort of started the space of support? Um it's it, it has its challenges. Yeah. Yeah. You know there's always group dynamics. Yeah. And that you cannot run away from. But I I have my own way of dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's actually been very fulfilling. Okay. And that's where I also learned more about myself that I love serving. Ah. I love serving and I love helping. Love helping. Yeah. 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 I love speaking. Even though sometimes you cannot say anything. But when someone speaks to you, just to just be there, be there. And yeah. give them a listening ear. Yeah, that in itself is a gift to us, to mm. ourselves. Thank you, Mama N. Hope you had a beautiful Mother's Day. Is it time up? Time up. <laughs> and we love you, and we can't wait to see you again. I love you too, guys. <laughs> and thank you so much for the love. And yeah, see you soon. Bye.